6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Well, the heat is what everyone is talking about. And, and we know that scientists have been telling us for a long time that heat waves like the one that we are in are going to start earlier, be more intense, and last longer. The record for the hottest temperature in Canada was broken once again, less than 24 hours after reaching an all a new all-time high in Lytton, B.C. Environment Canada said temperatures reached a scorching 47.5 degrees Celsius in that community yesterday afternoon. That topped the previous record of 46.1 that was set the day before. Prior to that, the highest temperature ever recorded in the country was in Saskatchewan more than 80 years ago. There are big concerns that as heat waves worsen, we won't adapt quick enough. Dr. Adrienne Dewayon is an assistant professor, director of the Resource and Environmental Planning Program at Simon Fraser University. Doctor, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks for having me. It is, uh, it's lovely to speak with you this afternoon. So uh, I think a lot of people, when they think of this weather, they're like, oh, you know, 35 degrees, it's hot. But, you know, it's kind of nice. It's like being on vacation. When you see these numbers, when you see these records just being uh, set all over the place, temperature past records being smashed, what goes through your mind? Um, a, a few things. One of the things that goes through my mind is that when it comes to climate change and climate change impact, for the most part, in Western Canada, we don't really experience much of those immediate impacts. And for me, this heat wave is kind of like us actually coming to terms with climate change because it's hitting our face in a way that it isn't normally, right? It's something that kind of happens somewhere else. The ice caps are melting somewhere else. Pacific islands are experiencing stable level rise, but they're, they're, those things are a bit further away from us. So this heat wave brings it home. As well, I think that we need to be thinking more about heat and more about rising temperatures. Um, Heat waves are actually the most deadliest of natural disasters, and we don't tend to think of heat as a natural disaster, but but they are. And they're the most deadliest where more people die from heat waves than they do from other types of natural disasters or um, weather events. So again, I think it's about us coming to terms with what we're seeing around us and how things are changing. And then, yes, there is, you know, people are having fun. They're going to the pool. They're in the splash pads. They've got, you know, the sprinklers on in their backyards. Um, But I think we do need to remember that these temperatures are not normal, and yet they will become our new normal um, moving forward. So that's also something we need to come to terms with. You know, you you talk about uh, thinking about or, you know, that it's going to become our new normal moving forward. You talk about the threat of of heat waves and the impact that that could have on on Western Canada. When we when we look at, you know, B.C., Alberta, Saskatchewan specifically, when you talk about um, that real threat, what are some of those things that you're concerned about? Does that, you know, are we looking at how it's going to impact our crops, how it's going to impact our forests? how it's going to impact our animals. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, in terms of how it's going to impact our crops, um, you know, here in in BC, we're already seeing uh, that farmers are losing thousands of dollars worth of crops every day, and they don't know how how much this this 
this current heat wave will impact their entire season's crop. So we're seeing, you know, farmers losing whole crops of blueberries and raspberries and things like that. We're going to be seeing, you know, we know that Alberta and Saskatchewan are more susceptible to droughts, and we're going to be seeing, you know, what kind of drought seasons are we going to be seeing uh, for the prairies and thinking about the crops um, and the farmers uh, that, you know, that grow those crops in the prairies. I think we also need to be thinking about our, our fire uh, season. You know, our, every year we kind of brace ourselves and we hope that we won't have these massive forest fires, but this heat is not helping. So we are um, at a higher risk of forest fires and other types of fire events. And we know that that impacts our, you know, our air quality and impacts yeah. our forests. So it impacts our air quality sort of on the short term, you know, we, we survive in that really smoky um, period. But longer term, it also impacts our air quality because if we can't maintain and our forests, we're also going to have a lower, you know, air quality because we're going to, we're not going to have as many of those green spaces, those forests. Um, to help uh, clean the air and to help mitigate some of the heat that we're experiencing right now. So forests and green spaces are so important as well to help cool things down. So I think moving forward, we're really going to have to make sure about what kind of species we plant, where they're planting them, and how we're maintaining them. Yeah, and, and you, you touched on a couple of different uh, articles, and I thought it was interesting as, as well that you're saying that, that governments, um, and I think probably at all levels, need to factor in extreme hate waves and how they how they landscape, how they plan cities, how they plan developments, how they planned, plan new buildings. I, I mean, do you, do you think enough of that is being done right now, or are we going to be too late on it? I mean, I don't think enough is being done right now, but I, I like to be optimistic. And, and hope that it's not too late. Um, I think it's unfortunate that we tend to have to have events like this heat wave for people to kind of wake up and to, to realize that we do need to do things differently. But there still is an opportunity for us to make those changes and you know, those interventions within our cities and other communities so that moving forward, again, when this heat becomes part of our new normal where every summer we get heat waves that we're more prepared because our houses are built better there we have more trees we have more spaces with water we've thought through a lot of these things so that we can be more resilient to the heat but to other types of events as well that are going to take place so the time is now but i i still want to be optimistic that we're not too late you know, Doctor, it's um, you know I had someone text in the other day saying, you know, this this um, this record that was broken about the the highest temperature that was you know set in in Canada uh, yesterday, well, you know, Sunday and and Monday, yeah. and prior to that it was set back in 1930 or 1927, if, if I remember correctly. And someone said, okay, so you're telling me that they had climate change back then, they had heat waves back then. What's the difference? Now, can you answer that question? Yeah, of course. So, the, with climate change, what we see is we see more frequent and more extreme weather events. So, um, to put this into perspective, if you know, if we kind of go, okay, well, the last highest temperature in Canada was you know 80 years ago or so, and now we're seeing you know day-to-day, back-to-back temperature changes. So we can look at that, but that's quite localized as well of just going, what's happening in Western Canada, you know, or even Canada? But more globally, um, 2016 and 2020 were the hottest years of record for the Earth's temperature ever. So within a five-year period, we had the two hottest 
Earth's average Earth temperatures take place. So again, with climate change, we're seeing more frequent and more extreme. So we're not going to be waiting another 80 years before that temperature breaks. We're going to see that temperature again sooner, and then we're going to see it again and again. So the differences between fluke events or sort of more strange events like we saw 80, 50 years ago is the frequency that we're going to be experiencing heat waves, but also other things like hurricanes, uh, you know, different types of rain events, flooding, and so on. So we're seeing more of them, and they're closer together. And that's, that's, a, that's what we can see is that's climate change rather than a fluke. Uh, lots to think about here and certainly when it comes to moving forward and planning for um, hotter temperatures on things from everything from building development, land development, the way that we build cities to what we're planting in our fields here in Alberta. Lots to think about, uh, Doctor. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon uh, and, and offering your insight on this one. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome and, and hope you stay cool. Yeah, you as well, Dr. Uh, Adrienne Dayan uh, joining us uh, this afternoon. She's an assistant professor, the director of uh, the Resource and Environmental Planning Program at Simon Fraser University.